0: Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Meeples and Wine. I am Michael.
1: And I am Susie. And like Michael said, this is episode 10 of our NAPOD POMO adventure. Yep.
0: We're holding steady with two days behind.
1: (laughs) That's not too bad. No,
0: not too bad at all. Maybe we'll catch up eventually. Yeah. Susie can do a show on her own.
1: Ooh, that would be scary. Yeah. You'd have to, like, stand over me and make sure I'm...
0: I'm not even going to be in the house if you're doing that. I'll just let you <laughs> rant about me for an hour.
1: I'll just record on my phone in the closet. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's no way I'd know what to do with all this equipment.
0: <laughs> uh, so anyway, this we are going over the Decoy Wineries 2019 Zinfandel. Or rather, Suzanne is because she drank the whole bottle.
1: No, I did not.
0: Didn't leave any for me. We uh, also had an event today mm-hmm. uh, when our last child has turned 19.
1: Yes. Actually, tomorrow.
0: Tomorrow. hmm Yeah. That whole first weekend was a blur, so I don't even know anymore. <laughs> but yeah, she's 19, so we were thinking about games that we played with them when they were little, little bitty games for parents to play with kids. And uh, also going to talk about the the card game, Shipwrecked. Yes. So, so Suzanne, mm-hmm. uh, I'm amazed you're still coherent after the thirteen point nine percent that this Zinfandel I, is.
1: I had, I had two glasses.
0: I had done, I and had I
1: think th- maybe one. No, I, had, I think I, I had, had a two. Sip. I don't even know anymore. But no, this my aunt brought it to the house
0: by glasses. She means pitchers.
1: So this wine is called Decoy. From the Duckhorn Portfolio out of California. And um, this one was a Zinfandel. A Zin- Did I say that wrong?
0: No, decoy. That's right.
1: No, but it's a Zin.
0: Zin. Zinfandel. 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 Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And the, the story my uncle told me was that um, Duckhorn is a winery out in Napa Valley and I guess they were getting their kids started in the business, and so that's why this is decoy. Duck decoy.
0: Oh, I thought it was like, oh, hey, we're going to have you try the wine. Surprise! <laughs> you have to run the winery now.
1: <laughs> no, I don't I don't know the full story. It was something to do with the, the family.
0: Yeah. I really wouldn't mind. If we had a cool last name, like Duckhorn, that would be cool. Duckhorn? I mean, our, I don't know, ours is just kind of bleh, but...
1: Do you remember the Christmas when um, my little nephew passed around the duck-dee, uh, duck, duct, um...
0: Oh, the duck horn? Yeah, the, the quacker. Duck, the lure. Duck, duck, call.
1: Duck call, yeah. yes. The little apparatus that you used to call. Yeah,
0: I remember that. That's the first time he thought I was an idiot.
1: It was <laughs> so funny.
0: I, for, okay, so he, he got, the, uh, Susie's dad got a new duck call. And he blew it and made the or nephew at the time who was like two.
1: Yeah, he was highly amused.
0: Grabbed it and passed it to his dad and his dad blew it. and, and He thought that was great, grabbed it to somebody else, grabbed so, it.
1: Yeah, he just kept going around the room, passing it to the next person, to the next person, the next person. We all had to take turns blowing into it. And when he got to Michael.
0: Well, I stuck my tongue in the hole and puffed my cheeks out and no sound came out. And it it wrecked his life. (laughs) That evening, he was like,
1: (laughs) "He wouldn't even interact with me." He he gave you a look, and he like gingerly took the duck. Well, the best part was from you
0: when he went around to the second circle. He came to me, and he was kind of like, "Oh, here you can." Oh no, I don't want to embarrass you again.
1: Yeah, that was the look on his face. He like started to hand it to you the second time around,
0: and then remembered I didn't know how to blow then Sadly,
1: turned to the next person and handed it to
0: them. (laughs) So. (laughs) Funny. <laughs> the Southern Illinois family, even two years old, they know how to blow duck calls at that point. <laughs> so I'm looking this looking this up, mm-hmm. and this is actually a blend: the Zinfandel. Oh, really? Yes, 2019 Zinfandel is actually 80% Zin, 16% Petite Sirah, and 4% Carignan. Carin? Yeah, Carignan. So. Karin- which, you know, I did get a sip of it, It does, and it wasn't as forward as a 100% Zinfandel would be.
1: Yeah, I didn't know it was a Zin until they said.
0: Well, the Petit Raw probably mellowed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it was good, I though. I can't I can't comment it. on that one. I, I don't believe I've had a Carignan before, but it was good. I mean, for the sips that I got before you tore it out of my hands and... <laughs>
1: Well, you were busy. You were busy making food for everybody, yeah. so I just wanted you to try it at least yep. before it disappeared.
0: And and the drink she's drinking actually Susie's gone back to the mead that we had on our last show, finishing that off and
1: Well, the decoy's all gone.
0: Yeah. And I'm having a wine known as a gin and tonic.
1: <laughs> That's a wine. <laughs> Aviation
0: okay. gin Schwepp's tonic and a twist of lemon. Classic. Easy and tasty. That would be a good one. We should do a we should do a hard liquor tasting.
1: A hard liquor tasting, or like a mixed drink tasting? No,
0: just like we should do like the samples of multiple vodkas or multiple bourbons.
1: I don't know if I could survive the night.
0: We could do like six different bourbons. I'd have do to do the thing.
1: like swish it in your mouth and spit it out thing.
0: You don't do that with bourbon.
1: Well, yeah.
0: I think I think our listeners would find that entertaining. <laughs>
1: I had, if i had to taste a bunch of different bourbons
0: yeah that'll be a lot of well actually i take that back because you get grabby <laughs> there'd be a lot of like now i want to talk about this <laughs> stop that oh. <laughs> so question our last kid is 19 what are some board games card games games that we played with them not when they were like teen or preteen when they were little little
1: when they were little little the littles there was the ladybug game okay do you remember that
0: Kind of. It was a counting game?
1: It was a board game. Yeah, it was kind of there was sort of math involved. I was like like adding one or adding two, I think was it. As oh. high as it went. But um yeah, the ladybug, it's kinda of like that ladybug, ladybug. I remember home. we had a
0: book with a ladybug story and the little raised ladybugs that they had to count.
1: Yeah, it was she was trying to get home to her rose rose bush where her babies were or whatever. And, um, there were of course obstacles, but you had to, I'm sure it was a, no, I don't think it was a spinner. It was cards or tiles that you would turn over that would tell you how many spaces you could go, which was either one or two, Mm. but you had to count like it was like spots or something that you had to count. I don't remember. Okay. But, um, you could get. Like spots on the back
0: of the ladybug?
1: No, on the card. Okay. Because like instead of an... Or maybe they put the number and then you had to count the spaces. Oh. So it was, just, it was, basically it was learning very it, simple. Yeah, teaching them to count type of thing. But there was an obstacle that you could add to the game. And I think we had to leave it out because they would have a fit if they ran into the praying mantis.
0: Yeah, our kids had a... There were some issues with not winning.
1: Especially the one who's the Down, ba- the baby. The baby, yeah. Yeah the one who's now 19 yeah, when but she got old, we had, if she didn't now, if win you
0: don't win
1: yes what do before you do? before we started the game we had to have a conversation okay if your sister wins you have to say
0: good, good game.
1: game and and then you walk away calmly she, <laughs> until <laughs> she we got upstairs
0: and then she started beating the crap out of something <laughs> now
1: no, but uh, and there were also there were aphid tokens. I remember that you would collect, or I don't really remember how it helped you. But I was, I remember it was a very simple counting county, thing. County game. Yeah, now
0: I remember they had we had one that was from the people that did Kazaa. No, what was it? There's a game. There was a game that you mo- modeled stuff with clay, or you drew a picture. But they made a whole bunch of kids games, and we had one kids game where they had these little rubber mats that we'd put them all over the floor, and one would be blue and a square, oh. and have a picture of a pickle on it or some shit like that. Yes, and then there was a little little uh, battery Shoot, operated whoops, box. Yeah, there was the a there was an electronic. Like, Everybody go to a red square, and
1: well, or a musical instrument, or hop to a musical instrument. Yeah, because there'd be around. like a each. There like, there were different shapes of these like. Little rubber tiles, yeah, that you would lay on the floor. Look it up. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. We'll keep talking about it. So, yeah, it was like hop to a musical instrument, um, twirl to a triangle, uh, skip to you know. So it was like it was a movement game where you had to skip or hop or or walk or crawl. Or, you know, it would give you a direction on this, a little electronic, like, and it would play a little music tune, you know.
0: Okay. Looks like it is by the people that do Cranium. Yes. And they are now owned by Hasbro. Oh. But, which gives us, God, there's a lot of games on this list.
1: Yeah, it was owned by Cranium because they used a lot of the same symbols on the cover, I remember.
0: Cranium game for kids.
1: I it was like idea think idea. Hullabaloo. Hullabaloo. There you go. You know, I think we still have it because I, know we I remember still have it our older one who babysits like, yeah, bring it with her.
0: Yeah, she'd take it to mm-hmm. babysit for the kids. And then there was
1: So that was a good indoor game to play when they needed like like when it was Not good weather outside, and they couldn't run. They needed to run around, but they they couldn't run around. Yeah, that was a good one.
0: Yeah, and then,
1: and there's no real winner or loser with that, really.
0: It was just, yeah, a lot of moving around, but it was a game for them. And then there was Pretty Pretty Princess.
1: (gasps) Pretty Pretty Princess. I have pictures of them playing that.
0: Yeah, they played that with my grandma. They played it with you. I played it.
1: They played it with their cousins, even when they were older. They played it like out of ironic nostalgia kind of yeah. thing. We used to play this when we were little. Let's play it now. And then the next thing I know, Jonathan's wearing earrings and...
0: Yeah, and the whole, the whole <laughs> object is to collect what you had to collect as much jewelry as possible or something like that?
1: Yeah, you had to collect all the pieces. There were earrings, a necklace, a crown, um, a ring, but then there was also a black ring. Ooh. So if you had the black ring, you could not win. And... There was only one crown, but everybody had their own, like, everyone had their own color. Okay. So, there were purple earrings and a purple necklace and a purple ring. So, if you got, if your color was purple, you know, then there was also yeah. blue and there was yellow and there was pink or whatever it was. Um, but if you got all of the pieces in your color and you had to wear them, of course, mm-hmm. you know, they were just cheap plastic. Clip-on earrings. Yeah. And then you got the crown. It's a piercing kit. No, no, no. (laughs) No, that would be horrible. Blood. (laughs) Mama. There must be blood. No, if you got all of the pieces in your color and you got the crown, then you won. But if you got all the pieces in your color and the crown, but you had the black ring... Then you couldn't win. You, couldn't. you had to. You had to wait until you could get rid of the ring. But by then, somebody else gets the crown, and oh, you know, so it
0: was a little bit more complicated than I remember it.
1: Yeah. Well, it was just a spinner. The fun thing was wearing the jewelry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that was funny. I do remember Jonathan sitting there with the fake earrings on, with the clip-on earrings, and
1: and the girls thought that was absolutely hilarious, That's and funny. he thought it was hilarious. Yeah. But so. Grandma would could sit and on the couch and play with them. And they thought that was the most fun ever that Grandma could play with them. That was their yeah. great grandmother. Yeah, we Michael's we, grandmother.
0: The the girls grew up. We were living in the we're sharing the house with my my grandma. So both my girls grew up with great grandma, mm-hmm. like living downstairs. Not even downstairs, just on the bottom floor. And they would play, you know, all sorts of games with her. It was very cute. Yeah, and she was like eighty when we moved in together, and ninety six when she finally passed. So it was like sixteen mm-hmm. years that. You know the kids had with her
1: No, oh, yeah they had a ball
0: yeah very nice yeah but uh no pretty pretty princess if you have little girls mm-hmm. that is definitely a game we would suggest for them I, i'm pretty sure you can still find it
1: yeah they still sell it but i know we've seen it at like goodwill yeah so even if it didn't have all the pieces you could probably go out and buy some costume jewelry and yeah and it, still play yeah
0: they had a good time with that
1: yeah I'm trying to think what other games we used to play.
0: Well, we play go fish. We'd play Candy Land. Oh, we play Candyland.
1: Oh yeah, Candyland. Yeah,
0: we we taught them Uno early on because that was a counting game and matching It was Uno was good because it was matching. You'd match colors and match mm-hmm. numbers and help them learn their numbers and colors.
1: And for little little kids, you could take some <clears throat> of the cards out if you wanted to to make it more simple.
0: Yeah. What mm-hmm. about the um. They were a little bit older for this one. They played it when they were like eight or nine. But they had the uh, Clue Jr.
1: Oh, yeah. Clue Jr. So nobody gets murdered. It's just somebody stole the cake or something. Somebody ate the cake. Yeah. Somebody stole the cake. And you need to know when they ate it. Yeah. At what time did they eat it? And what did they have to drink? And in what what room? What room it
0: was in. Yeah. Yes. So there were less choices. But
1: they played But there were little... It was like you had to look under the pieces of furniture, which I think were cards that you laid on the board. Yes. Are you looking at it yeah, on I'm the looking, shelf? I'm looking. I'm
0: seeing it at the shelf right now. Yeah. I'm gonna...
1: That was pretty good. Um, and it could be different every time because you put, um, there were stickers that you put on the bases of the pieces and of the, of the people that you had. You know, there was like Mrs. White and Mr. Yellow Mr. or chartreuse. Oh yeah, whatever whatever it was. Um well they had the same names as in Clue. Yeah. Miss Scarlet. And um anyway, um you you would mix up those characters and put them in the whatever bases. And then there was always three leftover bases that didn't have pieces that went with them that went in the center, and that was the time and the drink. And then I think a blank one or something like that. Yeah. Or no. Oh, yeah. And a blank one. And then on the board were the pieces of furniture, and you had to put.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm losing some actually, of the details, they, but it was pretty were,
1: cool. It was. You had to go through several rounds to find.
0: To figure out who did it. All, it. all the
1: information. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And this is the point. They were, they were playing this by themselves by this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So there you go. So we've got Pretty Pretty Princess, mm-hmm. Clue Jr.,
1: mm-hmm. Hullabaloo. Hullabaloo,
0: and what was the first one we just talked about? Hullabaloo and. Ladybug. Ladybug. The Ladybug game.
1: I think it was just called the Ladybug game, yeah. wasn't
0: it? Yeah. All of which are available at your local Goodwill.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you could still find them on Amazon or Target. Or- yeah,
0: I'm sure they're there. I know, I think I saw like a Disney version of Pretty Pretty Princess. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, the Disney fight. So. But you could still find the generic one, I think, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, All right, so game for the evening. Mm-hmm. We only have one this time around. This is Shipwrecked from Out of the Box Games. This was published in 2000, uh, designed by Matthew Kirby and Mark Ellen Osterhaus, who also did Apples to Apples, part of the team that did that. And Out of the Box Games, their whole concept, they also do well they did apples to apples they also did ninja versus pirates and their concept and their whole premise for out of the box games is games you can play crack it open and go mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of rules there isn't a lot you know you don't have like i was looking at a uh, for the when i was doing the solo game there was um a card game down here that was like oh man it's i can play this solo it's death angel it's in the uh, Warhammer World by Fantasy Flight Games. I'm like, it's a single player game too. I'll check this out. I'm, I'm sure this will be fine. there will be good stuff. Thirty five pages of rules.
1: That's crazy.
0: Just for I mean, and and That's it was a like book. Yeah, and you had to read all the all the rules before you got to the single player version. So you had to. There wasn't like a single player rules. So that one got put down, and I talked about something else <laughs> but yeah this is another one of the vacation games that we bring
1: yes so the one we have gosh when was this this was one of the original
0: that was the first edition. it was a
1: limited first edition it says here on the box i yeah. don't know what year that was 2000 2000 so this one is just cards tokens and then your bidding tiles hmm. but i see online they actually have a game board oh really yeah But basically, it just shows you where to put your bidding tiles. So that's stupid.
0: I I think it's pretty
1: much just still the same game. So the story is that you are shipwrecked on an island, and in order to survive, you're competing with each other to bid for food, shelter, water, and friends. Um, Basically, you're bidding for resources.
0: Right. So you have things like people, which are worth 50 points, Mm -hmm. a hut, which gives you 40 points, an income of 1, and a value of 4.
1: Yes. So there's on each card, there's points, income, and value. And at the beginning of your turn, whatever cards you have in front of you, you look at what the income is added up, and that's how many um, of the little beads you get to take, because that's your currency, is these glass beads. And then...
0: The va- isn't the value how much you have to pay for it?
1: No, the value is when you sell it back to the bank. If you need money quick because you want to bid and you don't have enough money, you can sell your cards back to the bank.
0: Oh, okay. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, this just uses little glass
1: beads. Right. Little... Right. And I... Um, uh, yeah, so then the, um, the bidding cards... So... For a two-player game, each person gets 11 gemstones to start with. And then the bidding cards, there's six of them per player. They're color-coded, so you know which ones are yours. And there is three cards that say pass. So if you don't want to bid on something, you can pass. There's two stop stop tiles and one strike tile.
0: Okay, so what does a stop and strike do?
1: Well, if you want to win um a resource you play a stop to stop the bidding
0: okay and then the bidding increases as it goes further down
1: right so the first round um it's worth you have to pay five gem tokens five gem oh, tokens okay. five five gem beads so first um, round to is buy five, it
0: buy it at five beads
1: right but it, you're like oh that's too expensive you might play a pass card instead
0: Okay, so the further you go in the bidding, the cheaper the items get.
1: Right. And if you go all the way down to the sixth round, it's costs nothing. It's free. Yeah. But the problem is you don't know what people are bidding because you put your tiles down um, face down. Right. So let's say you play a pass and I play a stop, and they're face down. Well, then... You give each other a few seconds to declare if you want to stop the bidding or not. And if nobody says anything, you just go to the next row and you never flip that first row over. So you don't know. I don't know if you've already played all your stop cards. Maybe I could win really easy. Right. Right? Or if we both passed... Then you still have all your stop cards. We're going to wind up tying, and then that makes things complicated, No, right? what does a strike do? So a strike, if someone says, I'm going to stop the, the bidding because you've played a stop, right? Let's say I played a stop and you played a strike. Okay. So we flip our cards over, and I go, ugh, you played a strike. A strike will automatically win if there's only one if oh, okay. there's more than one strike then we would cancel each other out.
0: So if there were three players and mm-hmm. one person the third player played a stop and we played two strikes, the stop would win.
1: The stop would win because the two strikes would cancel each other but out. But if
0: there were two stops and a strike, the strike, the strike would, would, win. would win. Okay. Now the cool thing about this is that if you're playing with two players, you both bid. If you're playing with I think you play up to four four mm-hmm, players. Up to four. Uh, you can't not bid. You have to you have to join in the right.
1: of it. Everyone must participate. So that's where the passes come in.
0: Right. So if there's something you don't want, you can pass on it, but you still I mean you can't just not participate. So you still right. have other people that like somebody may not want the item, but they still have to play their stop and strikes eventually. Right. So you don't know when that's gonna right. happen. The other thing that comes in is a hidden resources.
1: Right. So there are cards that are hidden resources. They are mixed in with the um, pile, with all the other cards. And um, it still has the same back on it. So you flip it over, and it says this bid is for the next resource card in the stack. But you don't reveal the card until the bidding is complete. So right. you don't know what you're bidding on. So you're it could be good. It could one. be horrible.
0: Right. And again, you all have to participate in it. So you can get that. You know, you can get the blind bid. You can win it and get a lean-to which has a point value of 20, or you can get... I think there actually is, like, a pet monkey butler in here.
1: Is <laughs> there? Yes, I think so. I don't so. remember. There's sure. more I cards here ca- in I the recall box. recall
0: there being a monkey butler.
1: Yes, I think there is a monkey.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got a pet monkey.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Any game that you get a pet monkey is good. Now, it's, again, like in the whole genre of open-the-box games, it's real easy. You play one or two rounds of this, and you got this down. The cool thing is, is that you're trying to figure out how people bid and how people... Uh, Or the other players will, you know, is this somebody who will play a strike at the first point when, you know, if they know they need something or will they try to whittle it down? Yeah. A monkey is 40 points.
1: But he's only one income and a value of four. So that's the thing. Like, some of these have zero income. Mm -hmm. But but they're worth more points. Right. Like,
0: people is a value of five to sell back at 50 points, but you don't get any money from it. It's zero income. Right. So you could win on that, but then you don't, you have to, like, really... Gauge. I think everybody starts with ten
1: tokens, eleven for a two-player, thirteen for three-player, and fifteen for a four-player.
0: Okay, so you have to like budget out how you're going to spend your tokens on these things. Mm-hmm. It's a fun game. It really is. It, and again, it's very small. It's about the size. I was going to say it's about the size of a Walkman. I'm old. <laughs> well, what I mean, about the size of for something that somebody would actually carry around with them now. About the size of uh, a stubby paperback book. Yeah. Yeah. About the size of a paperback. Mm-hmm. So, um, but Probably yeah. Probably
1: a little heavier because of the beads. Yeah. The glass it's, beads. It's a good, I mean, again,
0: Open the Box Games makes good games. They both mm-hmm. in quality of play and also in quality of parts. I mean, we've had this one literally since 2000. Yeah. And the cards are a little yellow, but, um,
1: they look a little worn around the edges. But... Yeah.
0: We got one that's bent, you know, but it's, it's, it's a fun game. It's another one of those that you bring on vacation because it's small and it fits in the, You know, throw it in your suitcase type of thing. The other cool thing about this one is the art is done by John Kowalik. Yes. John, No, John, no, no, S. John Kovalik. Now, if you don't know him and you are, let's say, in gaming, if you know the game Munchkin, Mm -hmm. he did the art for that. He also does the, I don't know if it's still out there, but the comic Dork Tower.
1: He's still drawing them. He's still drawing them? Yeah, I looked it up.
0: And uh, he also did the card game Shea Geek. In fact, a lot of the original first few years of out-of-the-box games, like Apples to Apples, uh, John did the art for those as well. Yeah. So, it's, But it's a good game. I mean, it's probably get it for 10 bucks
1: nowadays. Probably. I don't yeah. know. Well, now they have the, like I said, they added a board and oh, all yeah, of that. Oh, yeah. They made it a little bit more. But maybe you could find the old one at Goodwill that doesn't have the stupid board.
0: Maybe. But, yeah. No, it's a good game. Yeah. Uh, Take it with you. Real easy lessons to learn. uh, Lessons. It's a good lesson to learn. Um, (laughs) Good rules. Easy rules to learn. Uh, We play this with my in-laws.
1: See, that's one of those where it's it's easy rules to learn, but there's still a lot of strategy to how you play it.
0: When do you play your strike? And Mm -hmm. your dad gets into these bidding games. Yeah, we
1: should bring this one down for things. I'm I'm not going with you.
0: You should bring it down.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: You're leaving me again.
1: Only for three days.
0: End of the month, despondent Michael. That's the show (laughs) you guys are getting. She's (laughs) left me. Seriously, though. Like, when she would leave and take the girls with her to visit her family, I would, Mm -hmm. like, revert.
1: When you worked at... The grocery store. Yeah, the grocery store. And I, like, went home to visit my parents and took the babies with me and then came back... The ladies there that worked with you, I remember one of them took me aside and said, you, you're spoiling him. And I was like, what? And they're like, he is despondent while you're gone. Like, what, what are you doing to him? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. (laughs)
0: Well, these are the same women that are like, my husband asked me to make him a bowl of oatmeal this morning because he was busy, and I told him what he could stick his oatmeal, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some
1: ladies like to complain.
0: Yeah, but... uh... And how'd that turn around? Why am I doing most of the cooking now? (laughs) What the hell happened?
1: (laughs) Because I spoiled you. (laughs) Because
0: you spoiled me. You decided to hand off the cooking. That's great. (laughs) But yes, so uh, we also... Also, we have got any questions from you guys. We don't have any voicemails. We don't have any tweets. We're very lonely. We'd love to hear from you guys. You can tap in the show notes and get to us at Meeples and Wine at Twitter or on Facebook at Meeples and Wine. You can also go to the uh, voicemail link that we have in there. Also, mm-hmm. tap that. Leave us a voicemail. I'm looking at you, Romania. We need some Romanian commentary. Uh, also, if anybody's been having problems with your feed, mm-hmm. I have I have done the 303 redirect, and all that means is everything's going to go back. I'm redirecting everything to where we're supposed to be right now. So that's going to run for the continuity of the month. Make sure that all the podcast apps are catching up on it. Speaking of which, we are also where did I put this? We are on Pod something or other.
1: We're I on pod I had Pod something?
0: On. Yeah, we're on another. One of you guys sent me a request. Yeah, we are on Podvine now.
1: Ooh, what's that?
0: It's a podcast app where we can interact with our listeners. But somebody I got an email saying that someone, one of our listeners has requested that we join Podvine. So
1: Podvine.
0: I sent the Podvine request in and we are now there. So
1: Okay. I will have to look for there that. There
0: we go. Well, it is uh been a wonderful 10 days so far. Thank you very much for all your listens and all your uh, you know We'd love to hear from you guys. Make sure we're going in the right direction. Let us know if there's any games you'd like us to review or if there's games that you think we haven't heard of. That would be kind of fun. I'm always down for hearing about new games because that means I need to go out and buy them.
1: And collect them.
0: Put them on the shelf with the other friends. Yes, thank you very much for listening and we will be back tomorrow.
1: See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.